Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We've been talking about Career and Technical Education Month, which is the month of February, and the importance that colleges play in workforce development. And one of what we're going to talk about in this episode specifically relates to funding in higher education. And uh, as community college administrators, it's something that we are keenly aware of. And the reality is, uh, I think you would have a lot of administrators in higher education say funding from the state and national level is not always exactly where we want it to be. True, true. Uh, especially in a recession time, definitely not where we want it to be. But but what you said coincides really well with uh, the first hearings of the uh, Congressional Higher Education Committee. Uh, to, what I read was that uh, a lot of the educators talked about uh, the, the need to relook at the Pell Grant uh, ability to cover, so federal financial aid being able to cover shorter term educational um, credentials, as opposed to their certificates and associate and bachelor and master, well, and bachelor degrees. Uh, which is uh, critical to fill some of the uh, gaps that are needed in the workforce by employers as well as by employees uh, for their growth or for filling positions. Right. Like we talked about in the, the previous episode, about two-thirds of jobs in the U.S. economy are, are considered those middle skills jobs. And they require something more than a high school degree, but not necessarily a four-year degree. Uh, community colleges do a good job helping fill that gap with, you know, two-year degrees and certificates. But if you could also start adding in some pieces like badging or or whatever you want to call that, where, you know, there's a shorter-term course, you know, a micro-certificate, something like that, that maybe doesn't meet that criteria as it stands right now, but could be really valuable for a student to be able to get that and get skills that they can use in the workforce. Yes, and, and it fits really well with our conversation prior week about the stackability of those credentials, right? So how can we design it where it's going to allow the individual at their choice or availability uh, to move further down in that uh, or up in that educational uh, attainment. Um, so it's very important. Now, when we talk about us as administrators uh, sometimes being grouchy about funding, we, we still need to recognize that we're lucky that we're funded chiefly by taxpayers, whether at the local or state or, or national levels. Uh, but in just in comparison to other areas, we realize how badly needed are uh, the fruits of our labor are compared with the investment percentage wise. I think all federal invest investment in in yearly federal investment in higher education, all of it put together is about 2% of the federal budget. Uh, again, I understand what constitutionally and what politically and, and legislatively needs to happen, but it furthers that conversation that has been taking place about whether or not we 
value teachers, education, and institutions of higher education. Right. You know, one of the things that you hear a lot, uh, you know, you hear this from politicians, you hear this in the public. Uh, you know, we have a lot of places where we have shortages of workers and we can't find people, you know, for those jobs. And, and some of those are in skilled trades, for example. Uh, you know, one I've heard a lot, you know, it's really hard to find a plumber, for example. And I, I think there's been a little bit of a mix of priorities because, you know, for many years, there's been this, this drumbeat that, you know, oh, everybody needs to get this bachelor's degree. They need to go to college, need to go to a four-year school. You don't want to do something dirty and grimy like that. Uh, you know, get your education so you don't have to do that. But then when you need a plumber, uh, it's hard to find one. Um, and, and the reality is they make really good money. And are there more plumbers out there if we're better funding education? Uh, you know, that that's one question that could be had. Um, I think there's a little bit, you know, of grouchiness too from people that look at very specific things in four-year colleges that have fairly esoteric uh, majors uh, for, for most people that don't speak to immediate employability for a lot of people. Um, so there's a little bit of a, a black eye that I think now gets applied to colleges all over that everybody is doing that, you know, very stereoty stereotypical underwater basket weaving, when that's not the case. That's a good point. Uh, you know, there were presidents, uh, multiple, who spoke in public forums about you know, you can't get a job if you study history of art or something of that nature. I personally rebel against that because, you know, it's what, what we train the individuals to be, the critical thinkers that we want them to be, the the uh, the folks with with the cognitive and and uh, and and uh, intellectual uh, faculties that that we're growing. But yes, we need every uh, every group of individuals. And I don't think we should categorize the individuals. But it's not about my philosophies and ideologies. It's about how funding can help all of those things happen. You know, if more funding is going and more push is going toward four-year uh, bachelor degree attainment, then guess what? Most people are going to go down this route. Because if that is the mark of success then or one of the marks of success then we're going to be pushing everybody toward it and that filters into high school counseling and and uh, uh advisement so the reality of needing a plumbers and you would know because you just had your uh, basement flooding is is a reality we also hear about individuals needing you know, cooks and needing um, uh, nursing assistants and and uh, so on. So it's it's a it's across the board. So perhaps it is time to to pause a little bit and rethink higher education. We rethought higher education in the nineteen sixties, uh, especially through the Higher Education Act, 
which actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't been reauthorized since 2013. Um, Perhaps it's time to to rethink, and perhaps Congress is doing the right thing by bringing people in and asking those questions, because a lot has changed in those 60 years. And the demand, we know it fluctuates, but it also changes. The, the, the technical abilities of individuals 10 years ago versus today may be different in many fields. Absolutely. And, you know, even look at, you know, some of the things that we were doing 50 years ago that that aren't there anymore um you know things have changed automation has come on board or you know maybe we aren't building typewriters because we don't have the need to have typewriters anymore so uh you know as needs change you know higher ed needs to be there to adapt um and you know a, a good solid funding model where you know we're making sure that Again, we don't have to raise tuition to a point that we're putting students in deep debt to get a degree, and that's something that we're seeing a lot of right now. Uh, but you know, maybe making sure that funding is catching up with, you know, the cost of education and making sure that students can afford to go to school and get good jobs where they're going to excel. Uh, so if you enjoy programs like this, and we've been talking about career and technical education, um, the importance of that in workforce development, if you like shows like this uh, and you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to our channel. Ring that bell down below so you get notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.